Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live streamed 633 event this Sunday and the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and part one of his message called Repentance and Restoration 2. Welcome aboard, church family, and all of you who have been studying the book of Job with us for just better than a year now, and we are into the 41st chapter of the book of Job. If you're new to the book, the book of Job is right before the book of Psalms, so locate the Psalms, go a little bit backward, and you're going to get to the book of Job. We're going to move into the first parts of Job 42, so as you get settled with your Bible or whatever device you are looking uh, at, as you study the scriptures tonight with us, a quick announcement. We are going to have a special 633 in May where we're going to have Dr. Clay Jones talking about the problem of evil. And boy, do we need to talk about that. And the whole book of Job has really been about the problem of evil and the power of the gospel. But next Sunday night, so not this coming Sunday, but a week from Sunday, so that'd be April the 26th, we're going to do a 633. That's 6.33 in the evening, Pacific time, a Sunday night. And we're going to talk about navigating the times. And we're going to have a few of us that are connected with the radio program. And we're going to have uh, Joe Kelly with us as well. And we're going to deal with some questions about how to find peace in this pandemic. How to navigate this uh, time as uh, the world is in quite a peril. And we're wondering what's next and What do we do? And there's a lot of hurting people and a lot of people who have questions and a lot of people who have fear. So mark that down on your calendar, April 26th. Tell somebody about it because uh, if you have been watching what's happening on YouTube with many churches, there's been an incredible response to the gospel. In fact, I think the last three Sunday messages that we've shared, we've had over a thousand views, around a thousand views for each of those messages And that tells me that there is a hunger for the Word of God. And I know there's a hunger in you, and there's a hunger in me to know the Lord better. And uh, tonight we're going to have some time to spend in the Word of God together. I hope you've located Job chapter 41. We're doing part two of a message called Repentance and Restoration. If you've been uh, going through the 40 days of prayer that we put out on our uh, uh, website and also put out on the app, You know that repentance and restoration were two of the R's that we shared. And if we want restoration, what goes before restoration is repentance. Let me explain repentance. Repentance does mean to do a 180. And we did a little segment on the radio program today where we talked about who is repentance for, who should repent. And it is for believer and unbeliever alike. For example, when Paul is in uh, Athens and he preaches up on Mars Hill uh, with all the different philosophies and philosophers, he says in Acts 17, 30 and 31 that God is calling for all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day when he will judge the world in righteousness. He's given evidence of this by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, we just celebrated Easter Sunday, and it's wonderful to celebrate the empty tomb and the power of the risen Christ. But I would submit to you that that what's really going to matter is what we do right now. It's not necessarily how high we can jump on an Easter Sunday as much as we are enthusiastic worshipers, but it's how do we walk now. 
what's our walk and even our run, our good race that we're supposed to run, going to look like? And I go to the word restoration to tell you that if we want restoration in the truest sense, if we want to be restored to what we were created to be, worshipers of God, bearing his image, walking in his ways, repentance must precede restoration. This is true for you, my friend. It's true if you're a Christian or a non-Christian. If you're a non-Christian, you need to repent of your sin and trust Jesus Christ and begin to follow him in your life. If you're a Christian, in Revelation 2 and 3, Jesus tells different churches there to repent and return to their first love. And if you're like me, I've been repentant of some stuff because I think every day we probably have some stuff to repent of to get a little bit closer to the Lord, to do some 180s in our lives about things that we've allowed to crowd out God in our lives. And so um, that is the title of tonight's message. And uh, I introduced to you last time as we were going through the book of Job, this uh, creature called Behemoth. And uh, we're going to show you a couple of photos tonight of what these creatures could have been uh, like. And uh, Father, I just pray that as everybody's opened their Bible, you just bless your word as it goes out. I pray that you would anoint it as you already have, but let it go deep into our hearts and give us ears to hear what you would say to us tonight. May you bless, encourage, strengthen, exhort, do what you want to do tonight. Have your way. May your will be done through this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go back for a moment to Job 40 and verse 15. Behold now behemoth, which I made. God is speaking directly to Job now. I made as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold now, his strength is in his loins. His power in the muscles of his belly. 17 Job 40. He bends his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs are like barns, bars of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Let his maker bring near his sword. Surely the mountains bring him food and all the beasts of the field play there. Under the lotus plants, he lies down, 21, in the covert of the reeds and the marsh. The lotus plants cover him with shade. The willows of the brook surround him. The, if a river rages, he is not alarmed. He is confident, though the Jordan rushes to his mouth. Can anyone capture him when he is on watch? With barbs, can anyone pierce his nose? Now you might ask, Pastor Michael, what exactly is God doing with this creature behemoth? Well, he is drawing a comparison for Job. And this particular creature, some have said, and you could read commentaries that some say behemoth was a hippo. Uh, I don't think so. Just the description of his tail alone being like a cedar tree uh, means he wasn't a hippo. What was he? Well, he may have been a dinosaur. And there are many, many scholars that believe that dinosaurs lived with man. And they were created like all other creatures on the sixth day and lived with Adam and Eve. You say, well, then what happened to them? Well, they were extinct at some point. Could have been largely through the flood. It could have been through man hunting them. We don't know for sure. And again, this isn't the most important thing if you have a different view, but it is interesting to contemplate the descriptions of behemoth. And we move from behemoth to a, uh, another creature, the final one that God will put before Job, and his name is Leviathan. 
Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook or press down his tongue with a cord? Now we put a depiction of what Leviathan could have looked like. And this is something that is a sea monster. It is a very deadly creature. You can see in this particular depiction of this photo, there's some scale that you can see with, I think those are whales there. And you can see the massive uh, size of this particular creature. Uh, there have been discoveries, there have been some fossils found where some say these creatures were somewhere between 60 to 100 feet or bigger based upon the skull size. And Leviathan was this uh, enormous predator of the deep. And just uh, in case you wonder, you know, you've heard about the Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that. Well, the ocean is a big place. I remember hearing a teacher who was uh, talking about the ocean, and he said he had a friend who was flying over, I think, the Pacific Ocean, and he said, can you uh, see how big the ocean is? You fly for miles and miles, and you're flying over ocean and nothing but ocean. And he said, and that's just the top. The ocean is a deep and mysterious place with many creatures that have been perhaps even undiscovered. And if you've kept up with some of this area of study, you know that some things have washed up on the shores of beaches that scientists don't even know how to categorize. And some are quick to dismiss that something could be a dinosaur because they've already, from a worldview or from a timing standpoint, they think, well, dinosaurs lived billions of years ago or millions of years ago. But there have been some interesting discoveries of things that have just washed up. Could it be one of these creatures uh, described in the books of the book of Job here, in chapters 40 and 41? It's hard to say, but the descriptions of these creatures are pretty amazing. Leviathan is mentioned five times in the Old Testament, twice in the book of Job, Job 3.8 and 41.1, twice in the Psalms, Psalms 74.14 and 104.26, and once in the book of Isaiah, chapter 27, verse 1. In the book of Isaiah, uh, scholars have headed Isaiah 27 as Isaiah's apocalypse, and Leviathan is pictured there as a picture of evil. And some scholars and some commentators have said about Leviathan and Behemoth that they can't, they can't be like a hippo, and some say Leviathan is like a crocodile. They can't be that. But they may be some sort of prehistoric creature, but also mingled with some poetic symbolism that even goes back to some of the Canaanite myths. And here's the bottom line. A real creature that lives somewhere in history that may well now be extinct but creatures that also embody the cosmic forces of evil, things which are untamable, unpredictable, scary, and dark, things that if man ever had to face, it would be terrifying. A good modern example for many of us who have watched movies like this is Jaws or some of the more modern movies that show a killer great white uh, shark with razor sharp uh, teeth, a killing machine, Nobody wants to deal with this particular beast. Well, Leviathan and Behemoth are something like that. Something scary, something that lives in the dark recesses of the water or of the sea. And interestingly enough, this idea of Leviathan uh, comes out in Psalm 74 when God says he's going to deal with the 
uh, powers hostile to his people, namely here, Babylon. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. This Sunday, we will be doing another 633 event. This time, it's live-streamed on our Living Truth YouTube channel. This event is focused on navigating the times, and you're invited to watch and participate. Pastor Michael Lance, Mike Massaro, and Director of the Truth Academy, Joe Kelly, will talk about this crazy time we're living in and how we as Christians can make a positive difference and find hope. And you will be able to ask questions anonymously in real time from the comfort of your home. If you couldn't attend our 633 events in the past, now you can. Remember, the 633 event, Navigating the Times, is this Sunday at 633 in the evening. Make sure you visit walkintruth.com and click on church to find our YouTube channel. That's walkintruth.com. Click on church. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast. Available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. But also mingled with some poetic symbolism that even goes back to some of the Canaanite myths. And here's the bottom line. A real creature that lives somewhere in history that may well now be extinct, but creatures that also embody the cosmic forces of evil. Things which are untamable, unpredictable, scary, and dark. Things that if man ever had to face, it would be terrifying. A good modern example for many of us who have watched movies like this is Jaws or some of the more modern movies that show a killer great white uh, shark with razor sharp uh, teeth, a killing machine. Nobody wants to deal with this particular beast. Well, Leviathan and Behemoth, are something like that. Something scary, something that lives in the dark recesses of the water or of the sea. And interestingly enough, this idea of Leviathan uh, comes out in Psalm 74 when God says he's going to deal with the uh, powers hostile to his people, namely here, Babylon. And if you want to take a peek with me, since we're right next door to the book of Psalms, go to Psalm 74. And here's what it says. Psalm 74 in verse 7 says, They have burned thy sanctuary. It's speaking now of Babylon coming in to uh, destroy the area of Judah. They have burned thy sanctuary to the ground. 74-7 of Psalms. They have defiled the dwelling place of thy name. They said in their heart, let us completely subdue them. They have burned all the meeting places of God in the land. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet nor is there any among us uh, who knows how long. Boy, we're all wondering how long things are going to go on like this. How long, O God, will the adversary revile, verse 10, and the enemy spurn thy name forever? Why dost thou withdraw thy hand, even thy right hand, from within thy bosom destroy them? Yet God is my king uh, from of old, who works deeds, notice, of deliverance in the midst of the earth, Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength. Thou didst break the heads, notice, of the sea monsters in the waters. Thou didst crush the heads of Leviathan. Thou didst give him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. Now, a very contemporary problem for the people at this time when Nebuchadnezzar came in, if you go back to the book of Job, uh, chapter 41, is that these forces of evil were coming in and the people were in dismay. 
And you'll notice that God uh, dealing with Babylon moves into this idea of Leviathan. This is where it could be an actual historic creature, but something also of mythic legend, uh, maybe coalescing into one. And there's some reports of Leviathan, also known as Lotan, L-O-T-A-N, that he was a seven-headed monster or a seven-headed beast. If you've ever seen some movies that depict the seven-headed kind of monsters, it's a frightening thing to deal with. And that's what Leviathan or Lotan was in some settings or in some stories told of old. And it is interesting if you ponder for a moment this idea of a dragon or Leviathan with Revelation chapter 12. Because in Revelation chapter 12, Satan is described as a dragon. You can look at verse, I think it's around 3 or 4 and verse 9 of Revelation 12. And it says that this dragon has seven heads. And so this idea moving all the way from the book of Job, which may be one of the oldest books of the Bible, all the way to the book of Revelation captures the idea of dark evil in this seven-headed beast that rises up out of the sea in Revelation chapter 12. And he's described as Satan, the serpent of old, the devil who deceives the whole world. Now, if you just think for a moment with me, you know that Satan was introduced in the book of Job in chapters 1 and 2, where Satan is engaged with God in dialogue. God raises Job. Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one like him. And then Satan takes God to task, if you will, saying that the only reason that Job follows you, worships you, is because you've blessed him. Take away the hedge, remove the blessings, remember, and he will curse you to your face. And God allows uh, Satan to get at Job. He can't take Job's life, but Satan took just about everything away from Job. And Job has had the forces of darkness come at his life like a flood. Now, Job doesn't know the source. Ultimately, God has allowed it, but Job believes that God has become his enemy, but it's actually the enemy of our souls with both barrels, if you will, that has come hard after Job. And with the chaos of Job's life, and keep in mind that this Leviathan, was this beast was also known as the author of chaos. And that's what evil is. It makes us feel chaotic. In fact, the word shalom in Hebrew, the word for peace that we've all heard about, is uh, that which is the opposite of chaos. In fact, when true shalom, when true peace comes into your life, God will remove the author of chaos out of your life. And so this is what Leviathan represents. An historic creature, sharp teeth, huge, the, the predator of the deep at the time, but also symbolizes, embodies this idea of dark evil that has flooded Job's life. And one of the questions that Job has been asking is, Lord, is there anything that's going to stop this evil in my life? And, And Job has been asking deep questions about God. And one of the longings that he has had in his heart is to have an audience with God so that he can ask his questions, so that he can plead his case, so that he can bring his innocence before the Most High. And finally, as Job 38 unfolded, God answered Job out of the whirlwind and the second speech out of the storm. 
And God said, okay, you want an audience with me? Here it is. And this Bible students is God speaking now directly to Job and speaking by virtue of that to us. We are in dark, unprecedented times in our life. We're wondering if the forces of darkness will be stopped. We're wondering what God is doing. Why has he allowed this? Have we become his enemy? You could fill in the blank. We've got all kinds of questions and we know better. We know God loves us. We know God is even using this time to refine us, even though it's been very difficult and painful. And Job had those kinds of questions. You're listening to Repentance and Restoration 2, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in Job 41. Hey, just a reminder that you can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you like on podcast. You can listen on our Living Truth app or on your favorite podcast app like iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Google Music, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can listen to previous programs as well. There's a lot to listen to when it's convenient for you, and we know you've got time sitting at home. So listen to Walk in Truth on your couch, in your driveway, in your backyard, or just looking out the window. So listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, we've come to the end of another blessed week. And even though uh, times are tough and there's a lot of turmoil in the world, the Lord has given us another week of life. And he's given us another chance to gather on the weekend, on the Lord's Day, uh, to honor him and to worship him and to turn our hearts collectively to him. It's been amazing to hear some of the stories of the power of uh, the Word of God going out via live stream and the hunger of folks that are out there. Bible sales are up. Uh, People are turning to church services, perhaps like never before in our history. And this is a uh, unique and blessed time. Uh, Even though it's difficult, even though it's been challenging, I say blessed in the sense that people are turning to the blessed one, turning to the Lord to find true answers and true hope, not just for now, but into eternity. And speaking about how do we navigate the times, a couple things I want to tell you about. We have a Sunday 10 a.m. service, Pacific time, happening from Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. And so we'd love for you to be part of that. Go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, And you can join us in worship. We don't want to take the place of your local fellowship. But if 10 a.m. Pacific time is a time that you can set aside to join us in worship, as many of you have, we invite you to be part of it. We're going to return to the majestic book of Galatians. And we're going to be talking about how to walk in the spirit and how to run the race well. That's all ahead of us. And boy, how we need that. And it's very timely. Walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab. Now that evening, we've been telling you about a 633 event we're going to do. That's going to be that Sunday evening, same Sunday evening, this coming Sunday. And we're going to be talking about finding peace in the pandemic and navigating this novel coronavirus. We'll be taking questions through the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app. It's the red logo with the pillars. Download it today and you can ask your question. We'd love for you to participate this coming Sunday night. Worship with us. We usually do a little bit of worship. This is going to be a, a group discussion with some, some great folks that are part of the ministry and part of Walk in Truth, and we're looking forward to it. So that's this Sunday night, 6.33 p.m. Pacific time. 
On a personal note, on behalf of the whole team at Walk in Truth, we just want to say we love you. We thank you for your partnership in the ministry. Thanks for praying for us. And thanks for faithfully giving to this ministry. We know that times are not easy right now for many people, but we've had uh, some people, some new folks. We have our monthly partners that we can't thank enough for making this ministry possible. But uh, several more of you have jumped on board. For example, Randy in Ontario, California, Melissa in Glendale, California. We have Bashar or perhaps Basher from Simi Valley. We have Rosa from Fullerton. We have Elsa from Pasadena, Armentia from Lawndale, and Dana, and this is our own Dana who attends Living Truth from Corona, California. And if I missed you, we'll try to announce you next time. We have uh, many of you who have just been trying to give us a little gift or a bigger gift or a monthly partner. Every little bit helps the radio time. Uh, is not free. It is costly. And uh, we want to stay on. And not only do we want to stay on your station, we want to expand. We'd love to see Walk in Truth go all over the U.S. and all over the world, Lord willing. And your partnership helps make that possible. And we appreciate it. We love you. Have a blessed weekend. And we'll look forward to connecting with you on Sunday, either at 10 a.m. for the service, 6.33 in the evening for the 6.33 event, or both. God bless you. We'll catch you then. Have a great day. Listen next week for part two of Pastor Michael's encouraging message in Job 41 called Repentance and Restoration 2. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, teach, and bless you during a time of hardship.